Welcome to the O-Shift for Teens podcast, a show where I team up with a thought leader and we discuss a new topic question that will help you better understand your teens. I'm your host, Mark Tucker, co-author of O-Shift for Teens and its accompanying workshop kit and curriculum. This super easy to facilitate, life-changing material is being used by folks just like you throughout the United States and beyond. Head to OSHIFT.com and choose one of the many ways you can become involved in this worldwide movement. Well, hello again. I'm so excited about today's episode. Of course, it's part two of sort of a special episode that we uh, began uh, two weeks ago. Before we get to that, hey, listen, are you tired of those sucky, boring speakers? Would your audience rather be looking at their cell phone than the person at the front of the room? Well, Jennifer Powers will ignite and electrify your audience while giving them tools to improve their lives. And of course, I've been like promoting Jen speaking a lot lately, you'll notice, and that's because we will be on the road more than ever this year, getting the word out to folks just like you with Jen's keynote uh, that she's delivered to about a third of a million people already. So why not... Uh, uh, add your conference or your training to that group of people and uh, ignite, electrify, and inspire them, but also give them tools to live a more joyful life. Email me at marketoshift.com and find out how we can help your audience break through and live that joyful life that they so deserve. Well, as mentioned, uh, if you were with us two weeks ago, um, you know that Cheryl Morgan was on the show. Uh, she is the director of schools of character for character.org in Oklahoma and we decided uh, with our topic how do we set our teens up for success that this time we will have Dylan Morgan her 17 year old son on this show and I just got off a call with Dylan and had a nice conversation with him kind of a he said she said kind of perspective but in this case with a teenager it's the first time I've done that and I feel like maybe I'll do it again sometime in the future, because isn't it nice to hear what teens are thinking and how they feel about the topic and sort of how they differ from the, what we might have thought of. So I'd like to get to that conversation that I had with Dylan just a little while ago. My guest today is Dylan Morgan. Dylan Morgan is the son of last episode's guest, Cheryl Morgan, who is the director of Schools of Character with Character.org. Now, Dylan says he is a typical 17-year-old, though he prefers to face life with a positive mindset and a smile. He is the starting varsity catcher for the Hilldale Hornets baseball team in Muskogee, Oklahoma. He has served on the National Leadership Council of Ashoka Changemakers, and he believes in helping people through acts of kindness. His hope is to one day go to college, join the military, and work in the intelligence community. Dylan, how are you, sir? Pretty good. How are you? I'm excellent. Did I say the the um, name of your town, Mashogi? Correct. Muskogee. Musco. Oh, see, I'm glad I asked. Muskogee. Yeah. All right. And, and now you are uh, on the National Leadership Council of Ashoka Changemakers. What is that? Uh, it was like a. Uh, it was basically we went to D.C. and we were like learning about. We put together a, a conference of learning about how to. Uh, provoke change in our own communities and stuff like that. It was life-changing. I had a good time. Yeah, you had a good time. I mean, now, that was about you guys coming up with a plan, or were, did you have, like, adults telling you what to do, and then you go, you're supposed to go to it? We had adults, like, telling us, like, how to do it, and then we did it ourselves. 
it was like uh, we had like a group leader, and they would uh, recommend ideas and stuff, and then we would come up with other ideas, and basically it just was a joint between it's like one adult and like three kids. Got it. How long ago was that training? I think it was. I think it was last o- October. No. Oh, so it's been a while. Oh yeah, it's been a while. It was like last and yeah. Have you had a chance to, to to get it started in your community? Yeah, I've uh, been ma- mainly doing stuff with baseball. I haven't done really much in school because it's summertime. So right now you're you're about to you're about to become a senior. Yep. How, how does that feel? Uh, a little bit scary. Yeah, in what way? Uh, the like life's telling me what I got to do and. Uh, just a little bit scary knowing that I'm going to be a senior. I'll be on my own in like two years. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you should say that. And uh, it's been a, uh, many, many years since I was a senior, but I can remember graduating. And you know that point where you throw your hats up in the air, your little square hats? Yeah. I could remember throwing it up and going, ah, I'm not sure what I'm so excited about here. Because I really didn't know what, you know, it was, it was a lot of mystery. A lot of, like you're saying, is a lot of, there was worry because I didn't know what the future was going to bring. At the same time, there was excitement because, man, you know, that now it's my turn to, I don't know, do things my way. Yeah, I understand that. It's just, it's just a little bit freaky, though. Yeah, well, good luck. It sounds like you're, uh, you're making some good decisions. Now, let me ask you this, Dylan. I put that you are, uh, you're a typical 17-year-old kid. Is that, is that true? Do you feel like you represent the average 17-year-old? Yeah, I guess so. With, like, a little bit of non-average, I do some other stuff. Like, uh, I do a lot of stuff that other teens don't really do much. Like, stuff like right. missions trips and stuff. I don't know that everybody does that, but... Well, obviously, there's going to be, you know, there's all kinds of different 17-year-olds. There's just like there's all different kinds of 46-year-olds, which is how old I am. Um, so let, let me talk about, uh, uh, you know, what, what are some of the commonalities? And, and one of the questions that I have for you, and what, p- part of the purpose of, you know, having your mom on the show one uh, episode, and now I'm talking to you about how we help teens be successful. Part of the purpose is we're always talking to adults about how to make teens successful. What about getting the voice of the teen themselves. So, so one of the questions that I wanted to ask you is, is what do you think, what does it mean to be successful as a teen these days? What does it even mean to be successful? I don't know. I, I think like helping others and extracurricular activities, good grades, staying out of trouble. I think that's mainly all you can be. I mean, basically being you. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's funny because you know you, you you stop and you, you like think about that question like, well, what does it take to be successful? What is you know how do I know that I'm I'm doing well? And so you talked about helping others, which is which I I love to see that in the list. But you also talked about getting good grades and staying out of trouble. Um, what kinds of uh, I don't know what kinds of pressures do you feel like teens are facing nowadays? that your parents never had to face? Uh, I don't really... I think they faced all the problems that we did. It's just some of them is like 
there's a lot more stuff out there nowadays. Like, there's a lot more bad stuff that can corrupt you as a person. And and where's that stuff showing up? I, you know, in, in your world, where is the bad, um, op, the opportunities for bad stuff showing up? Uh, probably going to parties or stuff like that. So with yeah. friends. Yeah, hanging out with friends. Well, my friends aren't really crazy. They don't do <laughs> crazy stuff. I mean, we do crazy stuff. It's just not that bad. They so they have maybe similar values to you, so they're not necessarily saying, "Hey, Dylan, let's try this." So they're, yeah, they're, they're not no. cre- creating dilemmas for you. No, I think it's mainly just staying away from that crowd. Yeah, and do you feel like that that's been something that you've orchestrated as far as being choosy about friends? Uh, I guess so, because most of my friends are pretty like. They're, like, open-minded to do new stuff. It's just not, like, too crazy of stuff. Yeah. yeah. One, of, one of the really interesting pieces of advice that my, uh, my sister, when I was probably a little younger than you, gave me, and she was, she was a two and a half years older than me, and I really looked up to her, and she, you know, I, I admired her. She was very, what I thought was a, a very cool person. Uh, she told me, you know, choose the choose the friends that you hang out with wisely because you're going to do what your friends do. And um, that sounds pretty simple, but in a way, it's advice that I that I sort of stuck to, even now, you know, because because we sort of do what our friends do. Oh, yeah. I, it, it sounds like you you've already like figured that out. Yeah, uh, I have an older brother too. He's a uh... 16 months older than me, and uh, he's probably a good reason that I've been successful. Oh, really? In what way? He's basically been my mentor. Like in baseball, he was a starting catcher last year, and uh, it was just, it was great playing baseball with him, and it was like one of those things that you'll never forget. Yeah, no, not everybody is close to their brother, but you, you are, sounds like. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And are you going to... And you, you know, he's playing baseball for for his college. Is it, are you planning to to stay near him? Uh, no, I plan on going my my own route. And where's that? Uh, I don't really know yet. I'm still deciding. Got still it. Thinking about my options and trying to keep an open mind on what I want to do with my life. Excellent. Well, hopefully you'll carry that attitude your whole life. I'm still sometime trying to figure it out. Let me let me get us on uh, back to to the the topic and and, um, and get your uh, sort of thoughts on on a question here. What can adults do to help you be your best self? What do you what do you need from a, a adults? What do you need from the adult in your life to help you be your best? I think letting us make our own decisions, like letting us have more of a voice inside schools and. Stuff like that. I think uh, letting us have a voice would help a lot. And tell me more about that. Uh, I think that would help mainly because, like, whenever a kid doesn't feel like their their voice is being heard, it's just they just stay away from school and don't really talk to many people. And it's like, and if nobody's talking to you, then why talk? So it's just like one of right. those things. Whenever you don't have a voice, you don't really want to talk 
like about what you want to do with the school. And I'm sure there's a lot of kids out there that want to do great things like uh, uh, programs and stuff, and they just don't have a voice in their school, so they can't say anything about it. Right, right. So you so you feel like, uh, you know, teens, when they're given sort of that trust, that they can sort of rise to the occasion. And, um, you know, is that confidence is shown in them, they can, they can that they're worthy of it, and then they become empowered. Yeah, I'm saying like more of a, like a monitored, where you like, you stay and watch and make sure everything's going the right way. And just, because if it's not monitored, kids will do some stupid stuff, but. (laughs) So the adults can't just check out. Well, let me ask you that. How much freedom should an adult give you to make mistakes? I mean, how, how, how much should we let you, you know, try some things and, and experience things through mistakes? I think giving us, like, giving us a little bit of room to, I, I think probably about 50-50, being a little mm-hmm. strict and a little giving a little bit. And do you, can you think of any examples where you've sort of asked uh, mom, dad, like you go to them and you're thinking, oh, they're probably going to say no. They said yes, and you, now you're like, oh crap, it's am I am I good with this? <laughs> Basically, like staying the night night at friends' houses. Right. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And they just my parents most of the time say yes because they trust me. Yeah, but you, now you now you're on your own. I mean, really, it's 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 up to you, and you're you're sort of going to have to live with the. Uh, with the decisions that you make, it sounds like you're making good decisions, but still. Yeah, they they've raised, they've raised me to know my morals. So. Well, well, let me ask you this, and and you talked about some apprehension about graduating from high school and sort of you know eventually going out on your own. Is is that part of it? Is 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 trusting yourself to make good decisions? Is that part of the apprehension? I think so. I think it's. I think it's just one of those things. It's like either you're going to live your own life or somebody's going to live it for you. And I think it's, I think I like living my own. Not Mom doesn't make decisions for me, and I don't make decisions for her. So. Yeah, and you you feel like she's kind of figured that out too. She she kind of yeah. lets you do your thing. Yeah, but at the same time, we still have rules and guidelines. Right, of course, and and probably you know as, as you were younger, they probably were a little more involved with really clarifying you know right and wrong, what you can and cannot do, and as you get older, sort of let you let you make some of your own decisions. Yeah, they were pretty good about right. that. Well, it, now it sounds like your mom has three boys. I have two boys, and they're 12 and 14 years old. And so now you're giving me advice if, you, if you're ready to do that, Dylan. So what is a common mistake you see adults making with, with kids? I mean, what, what do you, I mean, or if anything, you see, you see adults making mistakes? Mainly undermining us. Like whenever, whenever we're trying to say something, they just they have more experience, so they should say it, and it's – their idea all the time, and if it's not their mm-hmm. their way, then it's no way. That's how my dad. Okay. Is. My, dad, my dad's pretty bad about that. He uh, he's pretty closed-minded whenever it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's very interesting that you should say that. Um, about I think 
six years ago or so, five years ago, when we were writing O-Shift for Teens, um, we got a group of, of my leadership kids. Uh, I was teaching high school at the time, and uh, we were using them sort of as focus panel. And one of uh, one of the kids in the group is a very uh, boisterous um, kid who I just knew. He just like he was ready to take on the world. But one of the things he brought up is he said, Mr. Tucker, he said, I feel like I can be myself. I, I feel confident to be myself with everybody in the world everybody in the world except for my dad because my dad has always got to be right and I'll, I'll never forget that and, you know this isn't a this isn't about bashing dads who or, or moms who do this because I think so many do but we get into this role of feeling like if we're not right if we're, we're not always the one who knows how to do things anytime we admit that we that we might be wrong I think we feel like it'll hurt our credibility. Yeah. It's like an umpire who, you know, they missed that call at first base and they know they missed it, but they got to stick with that call because if they don't, every one of their calls is going to be argued and people are going to feel like, well, I can talk them out of it. So you got to stick with your call, even though it's a bad one. And yeah. I think that, I, I don't think that works for parents. I, I don't think it's true for parents. And I think that, Kids like yourself, what you just stated, crave for their adults, for their parents to be able to say, you know what, maybe I, maybe I don't have the answer here. What do you think? Do you think teens can handle that if, if, if adults were, were approaching things in that way? I think, yeah, I think so. Mainly because like most, most of the teens are pretty, we're not stupid, so we, we have some experience. I mean, y'all may have more experience. It's just that we know some stuff. Yeah, and what does what does us showing that kind of vulnerability do? I mean, what what will what would that be like for you if you had a had a, had a, an adult in your life that was willing to say, you know what, I made a mistake, or I don't know, I've never I've never dealt with you in a cell phone before because they didn't even have them when I was, you know. What do you think? Do you think, let me ask you this, Dylan. Do you think in that moment you would just like push towards getting the most freedom and what you want? Or do you think that you would go, you know what? You know, now, that, now that you put that on me, I will try to make a decision based on like what truly is best for me. I'd probably make the decision on tr what truly is best for me. It's like, because, uh, my mom is like one of those people that will let me make my own decisions and stuff. And so she, she knows what's best for me. It's just, or she has in mind what's best for me, but she also lets me make my own decisions, my own mistakes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I could tell in talking to her as well. Um, you know, and I, and I think that uh, a lot of adults, uh, it, it's, it's very challenging, too, to sort of transition from that, you know, when you're a kid, you know, and, which was not too long ago, right? I mean, really, it wasn't that long ago when you needed to be told what to do to now all of a sudden, like, I got I to gotta allow this kid to, um, to have some input because as you mentioned, Dylan, you're, you're, you're pretty close to at least potentially being on your own, and, and you don't necessarily want that to be the first time that you're having to 
come up with what's best for you. Yeah, and especially because as a kid, if you're just pushed out of the nest whenever you turn 18 and stuff like that, and you really don't know what you're doing because your entire life you haven't had a say in anything, so you're like a bunch of new stuff, and it's just, yeah. it's just some overwhelming, overwhelming feeling. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. All right, let me ask you this now. Your your mother told me that, that she uh, has some, she called them values uh, in the home that she feels are important, but she has never necessarily, like, outlined them to you guys, uh, you and your brothers. What would you say if you could come up with a few values that you felt like were, that your mom really um, integrated into your guys' lives, into your own value system? Can you come up with a few that you feel like really showed up? Uh, I think uh, probably being nice to each other all the time. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Treating each other with respect, basically just being kind to each other. It's and loving on each other whenever one feels sad or something, and not putting each other down and stuff like that. Do you feel like that's influenced the relationship you have with your brothers? I think it has mainly because, I mean, I have a I also have a baby brother, and we pick on him a lot, but <laughs> it's just one of those things that's. We still love him in the end. He still loves us. So. But somebody's got to be picked on, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how do you do? You feel like that kindness towards others? Do you, how does it how does it influence the way that you show up at school, for example? I think I'm a lot nicer to people. Like, I think home values influence who you are at school a lot. Now, your mom and I'll tell you what she had listed, and uh, her first two was empathy and compassion and that's basically what you just told me empathy and compassion um basically is why you would be kind to others you know so you're saying kind to others but this kind of backs it up and says you have empathy for them you can actually put yourself in their shoes and like you know maybe the kid at school that you've got it you may not necessarily want to be nice to but you're like you know i have compassion for this kid i i can put myself in his shoes the third one she put is hardworking. Does that sound like something that's showed up in your household? Yeah, I think my dad pushed the hardworking mainly because my dad's, like, always going 24-7. Like, my dad's in yeah. Texas right now working. And so I think it's just one of those things that my dad's always pushed on us and with baseball and stuff like that. And does it, does it hold for you, do you feel like? Yeah, I think so. I've been told I'm, I'm hardworking, but... Well, if you've been you told really, you are, I'm sure I'm sure you are. Yeah, but you can't really measure it, and I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm hardworking without somebody else's opinion. So <laughs> I like it. Good stuff, Dylan Morgan. Very good to talk to you, sir. I'm I'm uh, honored that you are our first teen on this show. Um, I appreciate it a lot, and I appreciate you being real candid and, and sharing uh, your perspective. I had fun. Cool, man. Well, good luck to you in the future. Your senior year is coming. Um, you're feeling, I'm sure, it sounds like a little apprehensive, but that's that's exactly the way you're supposed to feel because life is, is happening and, and some changes are coming, but they're good, man, and and you got all the tools. I can tell by talking to you, you got all the tools to, to take it by the horn. So uh, it's really, really a pleasure and an honor and uh, appreciate again for you being on the show. Thank you. Good luck with your show. Take care. 
Well, a nice conversation I had just a bit ago with Dylan Morgan, who is the son of Cheryl Morgan, who was on the show two weeks ago. Of course, we kept the same topic. How do we set our teens up for success? And if you haven't heard that that um, episode with Cheryl, then you might want to go back and listen to that one as well and just kind of contrast what did the two living in the same household, how did they see things differently or uh, similarly? Hey, listen, if you've thought about becoming a facilitator of the O-Shift Workshop Kit or the O-Shift for Teens Workshop Kit, well, now it's time to get started. Uh, school year's coming up soon, and uh, you might want to get that going before um, you get back with the kids. So email me at marketoshift.com or get more information at O-Shift and um, find out how to become a facilitator, how easy it is to facilitate this life-changing material, and how inexpensive we've made it for you to do so. But you can always email me with questions or anything that you'd like to say. If you have comments about the show, you can email me like so many people do, or you can go to the comments portion of the uh, podcast page and put your comments there. Thanks so much for joining me. I look forward to seeing you soon. We'll be back in just two weeks for our next episode. We'll see you then.